Hello, and welcome back to Akashic Record Truths with Nikki and Jada. So today I want to talk about extraterrestrials. They've been a pretty big topic as of late with, between a lot of people. The government, especially in the U.S., is now admitting to uh, extraterrestrial contact and UFOs and all of these sorts of things. So I thought, what better topic than that? And Spirit's been connecting us with a few extraterrestrials or descendants as of recent. So I would like to talk a little bit about this. So Jada, we have two families that have been brought to us in the last, I don't know, three, four months or so that are last living descendants of different planets. Now I know that there are communities of people on Facebook groups and things like that that are claiming to be extraterrestrials or descendants. Let's talk a little bit about that and try and clear the air about the misconceptions and the misunderstanding of star seeds in general. And yeah, there's a bit to unpack there. So do you have a ballpark sort of number of how many people on earth are actually descendants of other planets or other beings? Not a number I I can share. Okay. So let's start off by just saying that we are not alone in our universe or, and there are a lot of universes and those universes are full of beings as well. We are definitely not alone. We're what would you say we're the newest Jada or the youngest? Uh, Yes. In all the universes or just in this universe? Just in this universe. Okay. So in this universe, we are the youngest planet or the youngest beings on a planet. Probably not the youngest planet though. Would that be correct, Jada? Yep. Okay. So what happens is, is a planet is created and the planet is a being just like us. They've just evolved over time. I think we've said before, like Jesus is now the solar system. So as we evolve, we become bigger beings and hold bigger responsibilities throughout the universe. Mother Earth and Gaia, Gaia being the planet, was a being who had much smaller responsibilities at one point in time and has evolved. So when becoming Gaia, it was able to then start creating things that lived on it. So it's like a different sort of experience of creating, you know, like a mother creates or has a child and raises a child, whereas the planet Gaia is now creating an entire civilization, an entire ecosystem on itself. And that is its responsibility is to nurture and experience its own creation. So it started off as just what Jada, a ball, a sphere of nothing to start off with. Uh, yes. And it's evolved. It's, it's learned how to create mother nature and, and then create humankind and all of these sorts of things over time. So this happens with all planets. So what I was getting at is we are the youngest beings because we're a fairly new planet. But since we have become humans, there have been other planets that have been created. Is this correct, Jada? Yes. So with that said, us being the youngest also goes to show that we are not the only planet that has beings on it because every planet is doing the same thing. They are creating something for themselves and it comes down to having civilization on that planet. This has been going on forever. So no, we are not alone. So back in ancient times, 
when we were still evolving, even back with the dinosaurs and all of that, there were extraterrestrials that were brought here onto earth to help guide humanity forward, help create homo sapiens and help us become the humans that we are today. So these extraterrestrials were all over the planet. Is that correct, Jada? Uh, Yes, that's right. And different races. They weren't all from the same planet. Is that correct? Yep. So the continent of Atlantis, we had Lemuria. There were many different areas. The landscape was very different. And there were many different beings that were brought here. If you look in all religions, they all talk about people coming or beings coming here. Gods, I guess, is religion talks about gods coming here and evolving our planet and helping us and and that sort of thing. So we had many different races here in different parts of the world guiding different civilizations. There are a lot of them. I'm not going to touch on everything um, in regards to that because we'll be here for days. But the main ones that I'd like to talk about, I'll just give a rundown and then we'll go through them, would be the mermaids because this is a very big topic at the moment. The reptilians, also another big topic at the moment, Pleiadians, the Arcturians, the Martians, and the Greys. So Jada, do you have any concerns about discussing any of these? It depends what kind of questions you're going to ask about them. Okay, so we'll touch on them. And if there's anything that you don't want, that you're not allowed to discuss, we'll just leave at that. Yeah. Okay, so the mermaids, let's start with that. Everyone's talking about the mermaids, big in spirituality, you know, let's start off. Are they real? Yes. Okay, there are three different races of mermaids that live on this planet. Is that correct? Yep. They are the Lemurians. The Moo. Lemurians, the Moo. Do we consider the Atlanteans mermaid? Yeah. What about the Avalonians? Uh, no, only three. Okay, so the Lemurians, the Moo, and the Atlanteans. Now, Atlanteans can live on land and water. That is why if you have ever seen their land or what's been shown as the way that it used to look, there were rings of water and land in between them. It's very similar to what the new Avatar movie sort of looks like. They have, you know, land and sea beings. The Moo are a bit different, right, Jada? They're more land creatures that are good at swimming. Yeah, so they don't have fins. They don't look like mermaids. They are just really good swimmers. The Atlanteans, do they look like mermaids or they're also the same where they are just really good swimmers? They're just really good swimmers. Are they currently like that since being underground for so long or underwater for so long? Or are they have they kind of morphed into mermaids with tails? Yeah. Okay, so they do have tails at the moment. Is that what, that what you're saying? Yes. Okay. So that's because when their continent sunk, they were forced to evolve and they now have tails. The Lemurians, they're full mermaid, aren't they? Uh, yes. Do they live on earth at all? Or, or sorry, on land at all? Uh, no, they can, but short periods short of, time. Period of time. What about sirens? I've um, been asked this many times and I have no idea anything about them. I, I can't answer that one, unfortunately. Do they exist? Can you answer that? Uh, Actually, yes. Okay, they exist. And one other question, are they separate from the mermaids? No, no, no. No, they're not separate from... They're they're still mermaids. Okay, they're still mermaids. So kind of like the fairies. They're not another another breed of mermaid, though. Okay, I think that answers my questions about them, actually. So there's been a lot of research. We can't talk about a lot of that sort of stuff without ticking off other people. But it is important to understand that they are here. 
They've been here for a very long time. They, the Atlanteans were our guides a long time ago. They were considered the gods and goddesses at one point in time where they were very, they were helping us evolve, but that changed. They got kind of greedy and sort of turned us into their slaves. Their planet, they destroyed their planet. Is that correct, Jada? Ah, uh, yes. They destroyed their planet, so they had to come here. They had nowhere to go. So while they were here, they were helping us evolve. This is before the Great Floods took place. Is that correct, Jada? Ah, uh, yes. And this is when all the extraterrestrials were here. It wasn't just the Atlanteans. And they all pretty much lived in harmony, didn't they, Jada? Yep. It was all about spirituality back then. Gods and goddesses were not... It's important to understand that God isn't a being. In fact, it's not even really a word, um, but more so it's a consciousness. It is mastery of going within and connecting with oneself and mastering that oneness. There is no being that is God, the being of our universe, we call universe, and it goes by that. Unity would be probably the closest thing to God. Jada, would you agree? Uh, yep. So that would be all of us, our collective consciousness together could be considered God. We are just particles of the universe. So the universe, when we talk about the universe as a being, that being is in charge of the responsibilities of the universe, but it's not really in charge of all of us. It is just, it's responsible for the roles of the universe. Just like Jesus is the solar system, he isn't all the solar system. There are things within the solar system that have their own roles. He's there overseeing the solar system. So just like the universe, the universe is overseeing, it's responsible for overseeing the universe universe. So the bigger picture of the universe, we as humans are responsible for ourselves, our inner consciousness, our individual consciousness. So that's the difference. And God is God is the consciousness of everything together. So unity, when we all come together as our individual particles, and we're all together, it's unity. And that would be God consciousness, there isn't a being or a man running everything. That's not the way that it works. Everyone has a role and together we form everything as one. Yeah. Hope that makes sense. So the Atlanteans were masters of God consciousness. They were very spiritual beings. I think there were many, many other ones that were much like this. That's why they were here helping us evolve and teaching us about all these things like astronomy and geometry and health and well-being and all these sorts of things. They were here because they were masters. They understood how the universe actually works. So the Atlanteans are also known as the Anunnaki in scientific sort of terms. They go by a lot of different names. They look like big humans. So anytime you see these bigger beings that look very human, that's they're generally the Atlanteans, just so that you have a reference. Um, and they're in a lot of scripture, a lot of religion, religious texts, and in um, scientific discoveries and things like that. It is well known. Anunnaki are very well known. So they did exist. And even science understands like the last, uh, the lost city of Atlantis and that sort of thing as well. So I don't think that they've put two and two together that the Anunnaki live there and to th that depth, but that's 
ultimately, that is the truth. So the reptilians, Jada, I'm just wondering, were they here before the other extraterrestrials, the reptilians? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So they are the guides for the aboriginals. The reptilians were in charge of guiding those humans. There is a lot of talk about reptilians at the moment, about the role that they're playing in humanity and the bad stuff that is going on. They're very hard to grasp even for me, understanding the role that they play, because even as they do horrible things to people and play a very negative or dark part on our planet at the moment, they also play, still play a good part with the aboriginals. So Jada, can you explain the role of the reptilians with the aboriginals? So the reptilians underground do work with the aboriginals to keep them balanced and give them inspiration for new projects so this is art and stuff you're talking about yes their paintings and stuff come from the if they think it comes from their ancestors are aboriginals are they are the reptilians actually their ancestors yes okay so are they descendants of the reptilians yeah yeah that's correct okay so what happens to their family members when they pass away they would go down underground the aboriginals do yes and they live with the reptilians yeah just like every other descendant so are you saying that they're not aboriginals or not human then yeah exactly none of them are human yeah okay so they never leave earth they don't go up to heaven Yep. Okay, I did not know that. Okay, so when Jada mentions the reptilians guide them for balance, it's because the reptilians have a very, I guess, bipolar sort of personality. They live on two sides of the spectrum where they can be very dark and evil and also be very wise and are very knowledgeable in the about the light as well. Would you say that's correct, Jada? Yeah. So the dark side of them is what a lot of people are talking about right now. It's about power, greed, and obsession. It's about controlling humanity, just like the Atlanteans did when they were here. Are you saying that you have the light reptilian descendants and the dark reptilian descendants on this planet? Yeah. Okay. So I did not realize that. So what Jada is saying that the aboriginals are the light. Yep. Okay, so you're saying that the aboriginals are the light reptilians living on our planet. And then we also have the dark reptilians also living on our planet. Now, this is very confusing to me because the dark reptilians control the light reptilians on this planet. Yeah. They have the most impact on the reptilians. So you've got reptilians underground who are providing inspiration. It's like a triangle. They, the reptilians underground are guiding them the way that they have to because the universe has demanded that they're responsible for guiding the aboriginals spiritually through inspiration and connection and all of that sort of stuff, which is truth. So the spiritual guidance that they're given is truth. And then their brothers, the dark reptilian descendants, are the ones controlling the planet, which the reptilians underground are directing to do horrible things up here. Is that correct? Yes. Oh my God, you learn something new every day. Okay. And those reptilian descendants that use darkness for power, greed, and obsession have the most control over the light reptilian descendants being our aboriginals. So when the aboriginals say that they have the truth and they know the truth, they're talking about all of their family 
We're not talking. These aren't separate. This isn't a separate truth. These are all the same beings fighting against one another. Yeah, exactly. All directed by the, rep- the underground reptilians. So one set of beings underground is doing dark and light. They're directing half of their descendants in lightness and half of their descendants in darkness. Yeah. You act like that is not a big deal. And I am like flabbergasted at the moment. Um, okay. Well, I, d- I just learned something new. I did not know any of that. Okay. So the reptilians, were they created here on earth or did they have their own planet? They they had their own planet. And it was destroyed? Yeah. Do you know how it was destroyed? Yes. By that. Um... Okay. The thing that you can't talk about. Yeah. Okay. So what happens to the aboriginals when they return home underground with the other reptilians? Is there like some sort of unity? How does that work? Because there are a lot of dark reptilians underground. How do the light reptilians deal with that? Is it much like Earth? Yeah. Do Do reptilians ever sort of find proper balance or is that a thing or is there always that extreme polarity of the dark and the light? Yeah, well, yeah, technically. Is this also why aboriginals struggle so much with like drugs and alcohol and and like addiction and stuff like obsession? So they're also extremes in their lives as well. Is that just that being? Is that is is the reptilian itself just a being of extreme polarity? Because you have the inner circle reptilian descendants, like the royals, and then you have the aboriginals. And although they're complete opposites in like status... They both struggle heavily with power, greed, and obsession. Yes. So the royals, being the dark side, have just taken advantage of what they know exists inside their brothers by keeping them silent. Like they keep the light silent because they know them so well, it's easy to manipulate them because they know their weaknesses better than anybody else. Yeah, exactly. Oh my God. Mind blowing. (laughs) I'm going to leave that there. I'm sure I'm going to have a million more questions about that. Okay, so the Pleiadians, for anyone that doesn't know, they are the angels. They're not actually angels. Do they consider themselves angels, Jada? I guess you call on them as angels. They just call themselves Pleiadians. Okay, so it's only humans that consider them angels. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Okay, but they are the... And when anyone refers to the angels, that's what they're talking about. They're talking about the Pleiadians. Their responsibility in the universe is to come to us when we are dying and ask us if we want to stay or if we want to go. We've talked about this in episodes before where we are given a choice. They're the overseers of earth. They provide guidance for the masses. They help bring in spirituality. They're like transparent. That's why we think of them as angels. I've had How many times have they come to me? Twice in my life. Once when my grandfather passed away. They're very beautiful beings. They're very human, human looking, but just trans sort of transparent, like very light and bright, like a light shines through them. People who have near-death experiences see them. Um, Sometimes they remember them and sometimes their memories are taken. Is that correct, Jada? Yep. Now, when people say that they see Jesus when they die, what are they actually seeing? Because there's like kids that have been on their deathbed. And they'll come out and draw pictures of Jesus. Where would they get those vivid pictures or memories from? We know that Jesus doesn't come to people who are dying. Jesus doesn't come to people at all. So, So who is it that they're seeing? 
Is it their guide showing them Jesus? Because that is something that they. It would be something that they needed. Okay. Cause they, that's, that's how they can comprehend something. So it's not actually, it's not reality. It isn't Jesus, but it's what they've been shown to. So they can comprehend what is happening to them. Yeah. Okay. So again, just to reiterate, no matter who or what people see, it's the Pleiadians that are there physically talking to your higher self, to your unconscious mind and, and asking you if you are ready to go, or in some cases telling you it's time to go because you're done your journey in this life or whatever that looks like. They do come to some people. I just learned recently that we are the only beings in our universe, correct me if I'm wrong, Jada, that can fly without a spaceship. Yeah. So that is special for humans only. So that is why we can astral travel and all other beings come in UFOs the same way. Is that because our energy is so high, Jada? Is it the emotions that allow us to fly? Yeah, of course. (laughs) Of course for you, (laughs) not of course for me. So Pleiadians, especially in South America, the Pleiadians visit people all the time because they're very spiritually connected. They believe very heavily in extraterrestrials and light beings and things like that. So the Pleiadians are always looking to guide people that already believe. So they will come and visit them in groups and they will show up in their ship. And there are people that talk about it and say, look, they showed me a a golden book or, you know, and Jada, is this, is this a form uh, like a physical form of the Akashic records? I've heard of this book often where there's a physical, it looks like tablets sort of thing. Is this just sort of a physical way of explaining or showing people this knowledge? Yeah. Yep. That's right. Okay. So, so in this, they bring more followers, tell people about these experiences and they will bring them and the Pleiadians say to them, bring more people and we will come and we will guide you or we will provide you guidance and these sorts of things. So that sort of stuff is physically happening in places where people believe. And because they trust in each other, it doesn't go any further than that within other than in these communities where it's safe. Whereas if that happened in these open areas, it would get shut down, not open areas, but in areas where people are doubtful and, you know, believe in different things and all that. It just becomes too dangerous because everything is controlled by the government. Then we have the Arcturians. So the Arcturians are the beings that were here that worked with our DNA. They are all about medicine and health. Is that correct, Jada? Yep. So when they were first here, they are the ones that compiled all the mix of DNA to create humans. So we are a mixture of lots of different extraterrestrials. Is that correct, Jada? Yeah. Uh, We are not just one kind of extraterrestrial. We are many. And all of that DNA was collected and compiled by the Arcturians. Now they are still responsible for healing. They're healing beings. They're kind of the doctors of the universe, would you say? Yeah. They are blue beings. They have more like bulbous sort of looking heads, would you say? Uh, yep. And big eyes. Are they, they're not fully black though, right? They have rings like ours and big pupils. Yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah. Arcturians come from Orion. Sorry, I should have said that. And the Pleiadians come from Pleiades. So we just met the last ascending family of Orion a few months ago. She's um, 
the, one of the daughters is going to join us on one of our next podcast episodes and we'll get deeper into that and their life as last descendants and that sort of thing. Cause we have a really amazing story about how we connected and, and then also about her story about being in communities of people that think that they're star seeds and claiming to be Arcturian and being these other descendants, but mostly like for her Arcturian, knowing she's the only descending family So therefore, anyone claiming to be Arcturian is not. And that is confirmed by the Akashic Records, right, Jada? Yeah. One set of family. And you explained it to me being that they're not meant to be here. When the Great Floods happened, everyone was supposed to go back home. So the beings that no longer had a planet, that they were destroyed, they were sent underground. So we have the Reptilians, we have the Atlanteans, we have the Mu, we have... Was Lemuria also one of those, Jada? Yep. Yeah, okay. And so any extraterrestrials that are still living on our planet, it's because they didn't have a planet to go home to. When we talk about descendants of Orion, other beings like that, it was an accident. They weren't meant to be left here. When they were sent back home, it created a barrier where they could no longer communicate with their family members. Ebony, my friend who's Arcturian, in their case, they couldn't communicate with their Arcturian family members once they returned to their planet. So there's been this massive disconnect and they've just been left here. And it's like a very, it's quite a sad story. The way that these people grow up without belonging, they're like orphans from birth because there is no real backstory to them. And we'll get into that with Ebony. Jade is saying that there can only be a few of them on the planet. There isn't tons of them because they were never meant to be left here in the first place. So when the universe is creating new beings, they're not human. So they don't come from the libraries of heaven. These new descendants, so say there's a parent who is a Arcturian, and then that parent finds a wife or a husband. They're human. They have children together. But that child that they have can't be human. They have to be that extraterrestrial. That being is created from the planet that the parent came from. Jade is saying that there can only be so many of them. There is not just like everyone is a starseed. We were all guided by extraterrestrials at some point in time, but that doesn't mean that we are extraterrestrials. The majority of us are actually Mother Earth's beings. Like we belong here. We are ground to the earth. We are her children and no one else's children. So there is this misunderstanding that we all belong somewhere else. And that's just not the case. I guess leading into the next part of that, I want to talk about the Martians. And this is where when I say that we belong here on Earth, it means that we don't get to live on another planet. And there's this huge confusion here where we think that if we destroy our planet, we'll just move somewhere else. And this also ties into everything else I talked about too, because we have the Atlanteans who destroyed their planet, the reptilians who destroyed their planet. We have the mermaids who destroyed their planet or their planet or their planet was destroyed and they had nowhere to go. We belong on earth and we need to take care of earth that is our mother so when we talk about going to mars that uh elon musk is a um yeah he's something but anyways we don't get to go to mars we don't live on mars we cannot colonize on mars there are beings that live on mars or live in mars and that is their home 
and their planet created them and they belong there. We do not belong on Mars. We will never belong on Mars. And back in the day, we actually used to be really good friends with the Martians. Yeah. So we have no right invading their home. We have no right trying to move there because we we are about to destroy our own planet or because reptilians believe that they want to send all stupid humans there because they want the planet for themselves. That's not the way this works. We are Mother Earth's children, and this is her planet, and the reptilians don't get a say in that. So they can do whatever they want, and we'll just end up seeing catastrophe like we have in previous eras where power, greed, and obsession have taken over, and we lose our alignment with who we are and what we're supposed to be doing and what our purpose is. Do you have anything to add about the Martians, Jada? Uh, I don't think so. I really shouldn't say anything too much about them, but... But I think you covered most of it. Okay, and then we have the greys. Jada, can you explain what their planet looks like? It's like looking into the clouds and seeing a cloud that looks like something. Someone sees something completely different to you. That's interesting. Isn't that what people in China say that they see or have videos of seeing? Like just like a floating, a floating cloud. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. That's real? Like that's an actual planet? Yeah floating above China yeah and it just moves around like that yeah is it like a spaceship or an actual planet it's a planet so how does it just move around freely uh like uh, above above earth like that it's not as it's not as close as you would think I guess Um... but they are capturing this stuff on video so like the moon the moon looks like it's right there but it's really far away yeah Interesting. I didn't know that either. The greys are the ones that do all of the abducting. Is this correct? Yes. Okay. And they abduct humans. This is a very real thing that people are being abducted. It's been going on for a very long time. And the main purpose for greys abducting is for what, Jada? To recreate humans that have abilities to do things like uh, special humans. Are they recreating humans or they're recreating their own race to be like humans? No, they're creating, they're mixing humans with their DNA to make themselves have the abilities that we do. Okay, so this, correct me if I'm wrong, Jada, my understanding of the greys is that they were once like other beings and they got so caught up in technology that they lost the light the soul of being because there is science and then there is soul magic is what I would call it. There's science and then there's magic or technology and magic and magic being going within and, you know, inner power, inner magic. I don't know how else to say it. Um, We are magical beings with powers that don't need any technology and science doesn't understand that. And then there's technology and the grades have gone deep into the technological side. Technology, pollution, very much against the natural way. So there's lack of balance. Technology is great, but it isn't everything. And they went very far one way. And this has destroyed their their humanity or their um, their race because they have no soul left. There's no, so they couldn't reproduce anymore. Is that correct, Jada? Yeah. Am I right so far? Yeah. Okay. So they can't reproduce 
anymore because they don't have what it takes because they are basically machines. And we have seen this here on earth where people are talking about us putting our consciousness into robots and things like that. This is what we're talking about. The grays, the grays have done this. And now what they have to do is come and abduct us because we are soul. We have a soul. We have emotions. We are human. And they need that back because their race is dying. There's nobody left because they don't have any of that to reproduce and create more of things. They have no emotions. They have no care for the important things like their planet or spirituality or how the universe actually works. It's all about technology and about material things. So they abduct to take our DNA and create hybrids, which they, they like to take gifted beings, don't they, Jada? Yeah. Jada has, she hasn't been abducted. They have come into our home and they have physically injected or taken stuff out of her body. They've never left anything in you though, right, Jada? Uh, yeah. They've only taken stuff from her. So she she's woken up with like markings on her arms in the morning and things like that, where they've taken things out of her. There were times, there were a few times when you woke up and saw them in the house, didn't you? Yeah. And basically what they want from Jada is her gifts, her magic. So Jada doesn't use technology for the gifts that she has. Those are her God, her universe given gifts or her, I guess they are God giving gifts because it is consciousness. It is, she's a gifted being who has abilities that are magic and there is no technology involved in that. And they don't understand that. So they, they abduct people like her to then recreate that or put that in their DNA to then incubate new beings to repopulate their planet. It is very scary. I will tell you, I have had grays come to me twice in my life. Their presence is extremely scary, just kind of soulless. Like, like they don't really care what happens to you. They're in it for themselves is kind of the feeling that I got. Jada, would you, how do how would you explain your experience? I'd rather not talk about it, but it's, it's scary. Is there a way to stop them from coming to your home and taking you? Uh, yes. You need to do a certain amount of steps to make a bubble to protect your home from extraterrestrials. It's a little out there, but it well, does keep them away. I think when we when we had the issue, we had just moved into a new home that wasn't protected by the guides. We had put what salts around the windows and crystals around every doorway, every access, every window. Yeah. Was there anything else that we did? There was prayers that were said or intentions. Yeah, it's scary because you don't know if that's going to keep them out. Yeah. They walk through walls. There is no like keeping them out. Like there needs to be an entry entryway, like a door or a window. But if there is that, they can go walk through walls. They have a lot of technology. They're very smart. Like we're talking Talking, well, we're talking like AI bots at this point, right? Like very, very advanced beings and they have very poor motives. So if you are finding yourself in trouble with the grays, reach out. I'm, I don't know how much we can help, but we do understand. And we do, at the end of the day, Jada is probably the best person to help with the most access to information and support about that sort of stuff. But yeah, it's a very real thing. So when people say that they're being abducted or whatever, please don't think they're crazy because they're not. 
And it can be a very dire situation. People's stories about being abducted is extremely scary. Anyone that's been through that, I am deeply sorry that you've had to experience that. And a lot of times they've been, they've experienced that multiple times. And not only that, there are women that have literally been impregnated. They've come home from being abducted, being returned into their bed pregnant. They go to full term with a pregnancy and then those extraterrestrials come back and they take that baby out of them. So this is a very real thing and is extremely scary. I I don't know what else to say to that. What I can say is that humans, if we don't stop with this obsession with power and greed and eternal life that isn't magic, like given to us because we are masters, but taken through technology, we're going to find ourselves just like the greys. That's not going to turn out well for us. As I've gone through all of these different extraterrestrials, some have chosen poor paths and some have chosen lighter paths. And it is very clear which one I would choose. I know I've seen, I don't know, it was a long time ago, but there was, you know, there's somebody channeling a hybrid gray and they give advice about trying to warn humanity of the mistakes that the grays have made and that they don't want us to make the same mistakes. Now, I don't know if this is like a collective of hybrids that have separated themselves from the grays because I don't feel like the grays are sending good messages to us as they continue to abduct and hurt and harm people to this day. But maybe those hybrids have separated themselves and said, no, we need to get the word out before humans do the same things to themselves. I'm not 100% sure. Jada, can you see that? Yeah, but not to mention it. Okay. So I think that it just comes down to us being careful about repeating history and history isn't just human history. We're talking a lot of this stuff has been going on like for a very, very long time through our entire universe. Many planets have gone through everything that we're going through and there were serious repercussions for their actions, you know, still some living through that. But in saying that, there are a lot of amazing extraterrestrials as well that only want to be friends, that only want what's best for humanity. Earth is a very beautiful planet. And Jada, there are extraterrestrials that come and visit. So when we see UFOs and stuff that just come and go, they're vacationing, aren't they? Yeah. So they're given passes to come here and just enjoy our planet, just like we would go to another country and enjoy their scenery and watch different cultures do their thing. That happens in the universe as well. And there are beings that are granted access to come and visit us and just watch and they love it here. So there are many beings from different planets that do that and they have, they want no harm to us at all. So they're not all bad. And then we have the dome around our planet or however you want to say a barrier around our planet that protects us from the really bad ones. And science knows it's there. They don't know why it's there or they're not telling us why it's there, but it's there for protection because other planets have been destroyed because of power, greed, and obsession. Because we are so young, we are being protected from that harm at this point in time. Is it safe to say, Jada, that we will reunite in uh, the future with all of our friendly extraterrestrials? Yeah. The Confederation is a real thing, right, Jada? Yeah. We will join forces with them in the future when we're ready. Yeah. And we will have a much bigger understanding or an expansion of our view on race because here we are fighting over racism here on the planet and we have a whole universe full of different races. So it's pretty irrelevant when we start looking at the bigger picture of we are not alone and we are all different and not just color different. We are very, very different from every other being in the universe. We're going to have to expand our minds and be ready before they start bringing us in to collaborate with. Yeah, 
Definitely. Of course. We have done harm ourselves. Extraterrestrials aren't the only ones who have done harm. And our governments and things like that. Our government is extraterrestrial. They're not humans. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. Do you need me to cut that, Jada? Yeah, I know. That's that's right. And they are well aware of how the universe works. So they keep us in the dark, but they're not stupid. They know they work with other extraterrestrials. They are involved in a lot of stuff. They work alongside the greys in a lot of situations, which is super scary, but they all have power green obsession in mind. So we need to be very careful and stay in the light, um, especially during this time, this very testing time. In the future, it's going to be much brighter than it looks right now. And we will learn that we have been lied to about a lot of stuff for a really long time. Anything else to add, Jada? Uh, I don't think so. I think we covered it all. Awesome. Well, I think we'll leave it at that for this episode. I hope you found it valuable and informative. If you have any further questions or concerns, please don't hesitate to reach out. You can find our socials under Unmasked Potential, or you can comment on our podcast and we will try and answer any questions that you have. If you would like any sessions in regards to healings or readings or Akashic record sessions, you can find that on unmaskedpotential.com.au. Thank you so much for your support. Thank you for listening and expanding your mind around spirituality. Until next time, take care.